Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. You're listening to Book Club Babes. Let's get into it. Hello. Hi. Yeah. Hello. That's my Hello. that's my hi. When I try to get Ruby excited, I go hi, and she goes all <laughs> stoked. That super high pitch one. She's hi. probably standing outside the door, going, "That's for me." Yeah, mom, I'm ready to party. I'm ready. Go. What up, girlfriend? Oh, you got nothing. a steeple. Any people in that steeple? Here's the church. Oh, wait. Oh, no. Um, well, here's, it's backwards, but here's, here's the, the graveyard. Church. Here's the steeple. Open the door and see all the bonos. Skeletons. <laughs> Skeletor. <laughs> this week got kind of exciting. You're telling me. Hmm? I know, I know. We gotta talk about it. But okay, before we... then, what are you reading, listening to, watching, etc. 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 Well, I am listening to that. Still mine. I finished that Lost Girls book, and I need to find. I need to find a new book. So I need to find Hell something yeah. much better than that. I have Fuck. one that I think you should read that I'm currently reading that is giving me Never Saw Me Coming vibes, and I'm <laughs> loving it. What is um, it? It's called... I'm currently reading it. Hold on. I pulled them up. It's called I Have Some Questions for You. It's new, and it's good. I, I, gotta and I, read think, that. I think you should read that one next, because okay. we can talk about it. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. <laughs> it's like I just picked it up because I needed like another e-reader book that I could read at night. Because mm-hmm. I don't love reading my physical book at night with mm-hmm. my light, even though I got a cool light, but it is what it is. Anyways, so I started just randomly reading this book, and I've, like, pushed all my other books aside because I can't stop reading this one. <laughs> She's obsessed. She's obsessed. You know when that happens where it's so good yes. that you're just like, I'm just going to read this one. I'm looking for something like that, and I've yes. been going on suspense book talk or whatever, so yes. then, like everyone's like there's a book that keeps coming up called bunny and i'm like i want to read that oh yeah i'll have yeah, to yeah, look yeah, that yeah. one up i don't really know how to so it's this woman who went to a private school and now she's 40 and when she was in the school a student was killed and there's mm-hmm. a guy in jail for it but they're not entirely sure that that's the right guy. And so like she's got a podcast and now she's teaching children at that Ooh. school. And like one of the Ooh. kids is starting a podcast about it. And it's just like, it's oh, kind of I was thinking about it a lot, actually, because it kind of I'm like, maybe this is like something that should take off where it's like it's very much written as if it was true crime, but it's not true it's not. crime. Yeah. But it's, like, got that same, like, the facts are there, this is what's yeah. happening, people are trying to figure it out sort of thing. I'm like, this is so much easier to consume because there aren't real people on the other end of the story. 
you're telling me you know what i mean Jesus like you don't have to Christ. feel bad because you're like yeah like they're fake they're fake mm-hmm. this is fine mm-hmm. yeah yeah anyway hooey hooey yeah, yeah, that yeah, sounds yeah. good okay so you finished lots girls Fuck one yes. star one yes. star <laughs> one star oh i haven't even put it in my goodreads yet i gotta do that after okay get it out of here get it out of here are you watching anything? um no because so what because of my strange um idiosyncrasies mm-hmm. i'll read my book in one go like listen to my book in one go and then i go mm-hmm. and catch up on everything else that i've missed well i so i'll have to go through and listen to all the podcasts i miss oh got you yeah so i'm pretty much just catching up on my usual pods oh nice um before i get dived into still mine yes Hey, what are you doing? What are you reading? Tell me all about it. Er, Other than this new book that you just told me all about. Yeah, new book. I have some questions for you by Rebecca Mackay, I think. Highly recommend so far. Mm -hmm. Although it's only got a 3.9 on Goodreads. Hmm. Okay, but anyway. um, I'm also still reading The Pilot's Wife, which is the one that Linda recommended to me. But Mm -hmm. I'm struggling a little bit with it because it's her grief is like really raw and it's kind of heavy and it makes me feel like feelings and I don't want to feel them so I hate having to feel things fuck yeah it's the worst it's it's hard it's hard having to feel so I mean the author's done a really good job at like portraying grief because I don't want to pick it up because I'm like yeah I want to feel that Uh -uh. Uh -uh. get away from me but you burn it with fire burn it with fire honestly I'll have to finish the book though because Linda recommended it but it's like Mm. mm, I'm like Mm. I don't know. I feel like I need to be in a certain mood or something. Mm, true. You got to um, be ready to be in connection with your emotions. Exactly. And I started listening to The Last Mrs. Parish um by Liv Constantine mm. uh on our little scrab and, and a little scrub. Yeah. Nice. Scrub. Yeah. Scrub. Yeah. Sounds yeah. lovely. You got lots on the go. Lots consuming lots of bookage yeah yeah I was thinking about it it's weird like because my brain's weird too I know you got a weird brain but I got a weird mm-hmm. brain too yes I was, th- I was thinking like I'm like well I'm reading so many books at once and I usually finish them all around the same time so it's like I go I'm reading for longer periods of time because I've got so many books on the go mm-hmm. but then I finish them all in like one lump sum but I'm like, I don't know which I prefer, like gradually finishing books or like finish. Anyway. Mm. <laughs> I understand. I can I can see that. Is it satisfying to just get them all done like around the same time or then like trickle in something new as like kind of like braiding almost? Yeah, but <laughs> French braiding my books. <laughs> yeah. I don't know because it's like I feel like I'll go like a month without finishing a book and then all of a sudden mm. I've done all of my books but it's like mm-hmm. before I would be able to so it's, I'm reading the same amount but I don't know which I prefer <laughs> I see I see I see I see I got you I see you yeah, yeah that's just 2 a.m um anyway do you want to announce our April book okay yes okay for April we're gonna read everyone in my family has killed someone Someone by Benjamin Stevenson. Oh, dang. Ooh, dang. Ooh, dang. I was just reading a little review on it because I was, like, mm-hmm. curious. And this person says, 
Murder mysteries generally fall in two camps. The newer psychological thrillers with lots of mental angst and unreliable narrators, and the old school cozies with clues and red herrings galore. Mm-hmm. This book mim- mimics the style of the later, which is like what we're reading right now. There's yes. Yeah. I like it a lot. I, I like, like it a lot. lot. So that was Yan on Goodreads. We have one new babe. <gasps> Who? Mackenzie. Hello. Hello, Hi. Mackenzie. Welcome. Kenzie of the Max. Mackenzie. Hello, Kenzie welcome. Okay. Let, let's talk about these book. Let's freaking do it. We're reading the Thursday Murder Club. This is week three, and we are reading chapters 67 to 94. Let's go. Lego. Okay, so Jason is eating lunch in the Black Bridge. Now it's called Le Pointe Noir, and he doesn't know what to do. He's thinking about how much the place has changed and how he would feel safer with a gun. And he used to be able to come here and get a gun quickly, but not anymore. Because it used to be a little bit of a shady establishment. He's thinking about the photo. He calls them the gang. So clearly there is some like Hmm. familiarity Mm -hmm. going on with the gang. Uh, Tony also... We find out actually that Tony did shoot that drug dealer because it was like allegedly when we mm-hmm. heard it previously, but he yes. actually did yes. because Jason was there. This is where we meet Turkish Gianni for the first time, I think. No, maybe mm-hmm. not. I can't mm-hmm. remember. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, we find out that he is the one who took the photo. So we finally know who that fourth person is. Mm-hmm. Um, Jason's wondering if he came back to town. He's wondering if he's next on the list. Like, what's going on? He's feeling mm-hmm. a little nervous. Obviously, that photo mm-hmm. he's in it. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah blah. That night, that Tony shot the kid, who is the person that the, the drug dealer was actually a seventeen-year-old kid. So there's some like yes. humanity going on there. Um, that kid had like shown up not really knowing that he was he was just trying to like sell some drugs but he came to the wrong neighborhood because that was Tony's neighborhood so Mm -hmm. that night that that kid was killed that was the night that was the last night for them all they all sort of walked away after that and at that point it was beyond having fun so it just kind of escalated Jason wants to try to track down Bobby and Gianni and he decides that now he's got to call his dad He's in too deep. He's, and he's trying to keep his up above, in, above his head. in his head instead of instead going, of going under. under. Because he's in too deep. Instead of going, going under again. Okay, so Jason is with Ron and he tells him that somebody had hand delivered this photo, the photo, the quote unquote photo through his letterbox and shows the photo to his dad. It's the old black bridge, um, and he asks his dad if he remembers drinking there. So he's brought his dad to this bar as well. He asks his son, like, were you into drugs and, like, all this stuff? And Jason's like, ah, yeah, obvi. And so then Ron asks him, did you kill Tony? And he says, no, but the cops think I'm like involved somehow and they have a lot on me um (laughs) he's in trouble 
Mm-hmm. He do be in trouble. He do be in trouble. <laughs> he do be. Um, he do be. Um, he needs and a doobie. He's, he needs a doobie <laughs> to doobie his doobie. Because he doobie. He doobie. <laughs> um, he insists that if he can f- just find Bobby or Gianni, um, he could like put his like his alibi to rest essentially ron says that he wonders if he could see the killer leaving like the photo as a diversion um and like framing one of the three people in the photo um but jason asks then why send it to me as well Mm -hmm. um and jason just is thinking that he needs to find them before they find me he doesn't want to talk to the police or involve them he wants to find them himself jason does mm-hmm. ron says that i think it's time to call elizabeth jason's mm. like daddy i need your help and ron's like daddy. let's call the big guns let's yeah call we're bringing guns. out we're bringing out the big guns everybody daddy get get oh get old lizzie on the bell Ring the bell. of which Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was funny how that came back around when you were calling her Liz last week. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh shit. Okay, Ooh. so Donna and Chris are sitting in the same interview room where someone pretended to be a nun, except now someone is pretending to be a priest. Excuse me. This was like big news Hello? this week. Yeah. <laughs> um, ex- what is going on here? I'm still uh, very confused no. about Mackie. Me too. And like what me his role too. is. Mm-hmm. All right. So we find out this guy is a retired doctor who doesn't even attend mass. His name is Dr. Michael Matthew Noel Mackie. I'm like, retired doctor? Fentanyl? Hello? Yeah. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> Um, what you hiding in that graveyard what's Mm -hmm. in there Mackie Mm -hmm. he won't tell Chris and Donna why he is impersonating a priest he says he was one a long time ago but there are literally zero records of this he says he'll talk to them if they arrest him but they aren't so he's and I literally wrote this in all caps free to go (laughs) you're free to go that ain't right you're free to go (laughs) free to go Right now. Okay. Yikes. He ain't a priest. He's faking being a priest. Take that we dog collar on him, though. Right? Because dog collar, don't believe mm-hmm. in God. Like, we were mm-hmm. sucks. We had our eyes. Mm-hmm. We were like, we shady about this guy. We've had, your, well, we've had our eye on you the whole time. Yeah. Just one, though. Just one eye. The Thursday Murder Club is meeting with Jason in the sauna. <laughs> As you do. <laughs> they needed somewhere inconspicuous and private. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The sauna <laughs> is where it is. Actually, I could go for a sauna. That would be so nice. Do you like a sauna? Mm-hmm. I don't. Yeah. It's too dry hot. heat. No, it's nice too dry sweaty. Heat. It's too mm. sweaty. I hate it. So good. So good. <laughs> Anyways. Um, We're different people. I feel like that yeah. shows who we are. <laughs> I think so. It's just sweaty. Boil me up, please. <laughs> um, except I hate hot tubs, so no, hate it. Oh, I love a hot tub. Weird, weird, weird. We're just different people. We're just different people. 
Um, okay, so Jason sh- explains his side of the story like he had already told to Ron. He shows them the photo. He's wondering if maybe Tony was trying to extort somebody or sorry, him himself. When he got the photo, that's what his first thought was. Um, so he's like, yeah, I called him with a burner phone. And then Ibrahim asks, where can I get one of those? Which I thought was funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just love them. The Thursday murder. I know. So I know. I know. Right. So um, Jason wasn't getting any answers from Tony's. So then that's where that's when he ended up going to. Cooper's chase and having a beer with Joyce and Ron and saw Tony and Ian fighting. Mm. So then after that, he figured he'd just pop by Tony's and say like, hey, what's with this photo? He's remarking on how nice of a place that Tony's been able to provide himself. Um, but he's all they've always been like cautious of each other. Mm. Um, so as he figured that when like, as a you huge do. crime was committed. I mean, yeah. exactly. Yes. He <laughs> tried the door a few like tried knocking on the door a few times and had he, Jason had just assumed that he could see him on the security cameras and didn't want to talk. So he left. Um, and he does confirm that it was the day that he died that he did this, but he didn't hear anything coming from inside. But then sketchy, that's mm -hmm, super sketchy. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) It is. Jason's part of some sort of group chat with, I guess, some old friends and somebody explained that Tony has been found dead in his house, which then gets, you know, that doom drop in your tummy where you feel like your bowels are gonna evacuate i feel like that's how he felt in that moment (laughs) yeah oh the doom Um, drop making me feel nauseous just thinking about it yeah yeah um so then he's like fuck 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 i got sent this photo and now tony's dead like are they going to come after me because if they could get tony they could get me because tony is like the top of like self-protection essentially yeah he's a tough guy he's a bad boy Mm -hmm. he's a bad boy if he gotta be a bad boy i'll be a bad boy be bad boy (laughs) um and so he's already nervous and on edge and then the police tell jason that they have a bunch of evidence on him so he's saying like i don't really blame him but i didn't do it and though i can see why they would think i have Mm -hmm. um the Thursday Murder Club all agrees with him. Yeah, it looks like you're guilty. Um, but <laughs> then, of course, you, no, not not looking good for you. Um, Jason tells them that he has his trust in him because Ron has told him that they're better than the police, which they, of course, all concur again and agree. Um, of course, Jason, or sorry, of course, Elizabeth has some questions for Jason and asks him if he wants to find his friend for him. And then that's when Jason says friends, plural, the guy who's taking the photo as well. Um, and that's when he explains that Turkish Gianni was the one taking the photo to the Thursday murder club. He tells them that he is a Cypriot, which is a person from Cyprus. Sorry. 
Um, and then Elizabeth says that she's confident she might find something because she has some good operatives in Cyprus, which is amazing. I love her. She's badass. Yeah. Yes. And then she pretty much just lays it on the line. She's like, here's my take. This mess, the greed, the drugs, it's all you're doing. You've done this to yourself, Mm -hmm. but you're Ron's son and you're right. We can probably find Bobby and Gianni quickly. um, And I would like to catch a murderer before he catches you. Um, Elizabeth is like, good day to you all. I need to make some phone calls. And P.S. Can you guys meet me at the graveyard at 10 p.m.? And also, Jason, if this is a bluff, bluff, good luck to you because we will be finding a murderer either way. (laughs) I just love her. She's like, well, you're Ron's son. So, like, I guess we'll give you the benefit of the doubt. But also you did this yourself and you look real shady. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You're not looking too good. But like, I'll help you, but only because I have to. But she's like, not even she's like, I'll help you, but only because it helps me. (laughs) Like, only because I want to do this. And it's exciting. I'm interested in solving a murder this sometime this year. So like, <laughs> if it's you, then it's you. <laughs> then it's you, I guess. All right. So they're at the cemetery and someone named Austin is being helped into the grave by Ibrahim. Austin called Elizabeth Lizzie. <laughs> I just love it. Joyce picks up on this and wonders if anyone else caught that too. She's like, hmm. She Clearly. obviously didn't listen last week. <laughs> yeah, just the pod. <laughs> Joyce, come on. Joyce, come on. <laughs> All right. So Austin is somebody that Lizzie knows from her past, obviously. And he's estimating that the bones have been there between 30 to 50 years. So they are old bones. They do be old. Um, Austin is going to take a bone for the night, just a casual bone for the night to get a proper look. Bogdan is there and he says they should go to the police now but Elizabeth says that if they are all in agreement they don't need to yet everyone agrees (laughs) of course they do of course they do Bogdan is literally like hello this is not normal Mm -mm. (laughs) um please somebody help Elizabeth is like hush 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 (laughs) I just love it and then as they go to leave Ron says to Elizabeth you lead the way, Lizzie. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Ron is such a little shit disturber. Like, yes, he is. I love it. Oh, I love stirring the pot. Stir that pot. Stir that pot. So we're on a Joyce chapter, and she's remarking on what a jolly atmosphere is happening in her apartment. <laughs> They all know that they're in the middle of something unusual and likely illegal, but they're past the age of caring about that kind of thing. Though I mean, honestly, the pi- what are they going to yeah. do? Put them in jail? They'll be there which, for like 10 years yeah. max. <laughs> yeah, which they were like, come on, later on. They were like, okay, fine, arrest us. Um <laughs> Though the pile of bones on Joyce's dining room table is kind of sombering because they're all realizing that somebody at some point has died. Um, Austin is inspecting the bones and thinks that it is uh, the skeleton of a man, but he's going to be taking Skeletor. He's taking the bones to be tested for age, as Caitlin had mentioned. Um, But now the big question 
is was Ian killed to protect the secret bones? And she's also remarking that what's up with Chris and Donna, they haven't heard from them for a while. So, like, what are they up to? Also, like, I don't know. This just struck me, but, like, Bogdan? Like, I was start digging there? I was just, when you said that, because then I realized that that's the last time we hear about him for the rest of these chapters, too. Like, the next 30 chapters. Like, what? 20 he chapters. Doing? He's like, and, mm-hmm. you know, and why would mm-hmm. he think that Elizabeth, like, I don't know. Knows, yes. Mm-hmm. What's your story? But he is, but he also is like, we should go to the police. And mm-hmm. they're like, no. Let's just Unless he's little. trying to, like, cover himself, like, like oh i found these it couldn't be me gotta go to the police yeah because like how how coincidental that he would just start digging in that grave Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. find the bones Mm -hmm. i'd okay chris and donna are walking up the stairs to chris's office donna has pretended that she's afraid of elevators to get him to do the stairs it's a weird oh, dynamic they've got yeah. going on. Yes. Like, she's like wanting is him to love? be better. Is it love? Yeah. yeah. Like, is she is just like just trying to platonic? help him out? Yeah. Yeah. I can't be a good friend. Yeah. Neither can I. Can't figure it out. Okay. So they're thinking Jason for Tony's murder and Mackie for Ian's murder. They need to figure out why Mackie doesn't want the graveyard moved. They're like, what is that? This guy's motive? Like, what's going on here? This guy is sketchy AF. Chris asks if she's heard from the Thursday Murder Club, and Donna says no, and that makes her nervous. So they're both like thinking the same thing. Mm-hmm. They're both thinking of each other, but no yeah, one wants to reach out. <laughs> Chris doesn't want to tell them about Jason. He's like, we should keep this close to our chest. And then it dawns on Chris, maybe there is something buried in the graveyard that Mackie doesn't want dug up, question mark? They're Little way does ahead he of you. know. They're <laughs> way ahead of you, Chris. <laughs> they already know. They already know. They already got the They've deal. literally already touched it themselves. <laughs> literally. Okay, so we're back with Joyce again. And she's letting us know that Austin called them on the Skype, which they're all fascinated by um so austin has the deets he's confirmed that the skeleton is a a male which they already assumed but there has been a gunshot wound to the femur austin speculates that it's probably the big bone in your thigh your thigh bone that's your femur didn't someone get shot in the leg yeah the skeleton but someone else that we know of that we know personally? No, in the book. Oh. In the book. <laughs> One of the people in the bar? Yeah. Oh. 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 <laughs> I don't know. Oh. Was it the drug dealer kid? But he died, died. Yeah. But I do, it does um, sound familiar. Anyway, okay, carry on. Okay. Um uh sorry austin speculates that it was a pre-existing injury but can't say for sure 
Um, there's a lot of like blah, 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 testing information, blah, blah, blah. Soil, Elizabeth is feeling the same way I am right now and is like, get on with it. Let us know when it was buried there. And Austin says that it was likely buried in the early 1970s and probably on the earlier side rather than later. Um, so essentially 50 years, give or take. Elizabeth has invited Joyce out on an outing to a crematorium on a hunch that Elizabeth might have, but she's making lunch for Bernard and she's noticing that he's getting very thin. Okay. Hmm. Hmm. Donna talks Chris out of a chocolate bar and also out of a cereal bar. She's like, that's just as bad for you. Don't eat that mm-hmm. shit. Mm-hmm. they are wondering if there could be a connection between Mackie and Ian question mark they need mm-hmm. to find Mackie's previous patient list because he was a doctor Donna gets a text from the Thursday murder club inviting them over tonight Chris says that they are busy trying to solve two murders hello uh she reads the text to him that has been sent, and he decides that he's, quote, a reluctant yes. <laughs> he is not a fan of the Thursday Murder Club Mm-mm. telling him what to do. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Donna and Chris are with the Thursday Murder Club. Elizabeth is heading up the meeting, essentially, and she's like, you got two options. You can either make a fuss or just accept what has happened and get on with it what's that so, saying it's like ask for forgiveness not this, permission yeah. or whatever that's exactly Elizabeth. yes that's exactly that is her to a team <laughs> so chris is like let me understand this you dug up a body and then ibrahim's like well technically we didn't uh, <laughs> dig up a body but yes um a body and was then dug. a body was dug up yes um and then chris is like and you performed a forensic analysis on them and then again <laughs> they're like well technically not us personally but yes but yes it was done <laughs> um of course they're kind of being like what the heck you can't do this blah 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 liz Lizzie tells them, oh, stop being <laughs> melodramatic. Let's get on with it. And Donna's like, well, sorry, but you did dig up bones again, not us, and <laughs> failed to tell the police. Um, of course, then She's they're like, like we're well, telling you now. <laughs> we're telling you now. And plus, we were just curious. We didn't want to waste your time. Like, what, what if, if they were old- even exactly they're like what if it was old cow bones then we would have looked really silly wouldn't have (laughs) wouldn't we have and then essentially like shouldn't you be thanking us as well because we've just saved you a bunch of time so and money (laughs) Money, taxpayer dollars (laughs) exactly um donna essentially is trying to be like cut the crap or whatever um and then Do- Elizabeth is just like, I knew you'd make a fuss. Just arrest us then, but you'll get nothing from us. And then they all go around and say, like, no comment, no comment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Elizabeth essentially schools them on, like, arresting procedures and stuff like that. Um, and she's just like, 
in the end, if you arrest us, the police are going to get nothing. Or you could just believe us and you could go dig up the cemetery on some hunch you have and find the uh, bones and discover the same facts as we did. No biggie. Um, just so you know, we've reburied the bones. Um, and then Ron's like, yeah, so like they're there up there, but like maybe just do a few other graves first and then find those ones. So that's so not it so obvious. Look suspicious. <laughs> exactly. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what it is. Um, so then uh Elizabeth is just like, let's just have a nice evening. Like, arrest us or don't. Like, you know, we could discuss this maybe a little bit and like. Maybe we could like theorize on who buried the bones. Um, Maybe it's the same person with uh, um, who killed Ian. And Elizabeth wants to know what's up with Father Mackey as well. She suspects maybe it could have been him who buried the bones. Chris tells, which I found surprising, that Chris tells Elizabeth, that it's not Father Mackey, it's Dr. Mackey, and that he moved from Ireland in the 90s, so they think that it couldn't be him because of the age of the bones, obviously. But Elizabeth is certainly suspect on him and thinks that he's definitely up to something. The police are like, okay, this is enough for the day. Like, we've got to go. Like, this is too much. Um, (laughs) And then, of course... Elizabeth brings them back in and then says, is it though, Donna? We you haven't even told us about the photo. We had to find that out on our own. <laughs> oh rude. my gosh, I love her so much. How rude of you. Um, I thought we were working said, together here. They're I like, we're, we're the exactly. police. <laughs> <laughs> we can't tell you everything. Yeah. We and shouldn't then, be telling you anything. You're civilians. Oh, <laughs> literally, I probably shouldn't have said it was Dr. Mackey and not <laughs> Father Mackey. Um, oh, my God. She is like, uh, maybe you'd like, like, I mean, are you going to arrest us? But I think that you might like to know who took the photo. You know, consider it a, po- a peace offering, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> she tells them that it's somebody named Turkish Gianni. And then we just leave off with Chris saying, like, I swear if my boss finds out about any of this. Um, And then Elizabeth says, do you know how I used to make a living? And then Chris says, not really. And then Elizabeth says, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that we were going to find out then. I got excited. But how how (laughs) apropos, Elizabeth. That's very (laughs) hurt to say exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. All right, so we got a Joyce chapter. Joyce thinks that it's right that they told Donna and Chris about the bones. And I have a giant LOL there. <laughs> Thank God somebody finally told them. Yeah, it was the right thing to do. <laughs> um, They need to find someone who was there in the 70s and someone who is there now. So that's their next sort of like thing that they're investigating. Mm-hmm. Joyce is fairly certain that Elizabeth will have a lead for one of the guys tomorrow before 10 a.m. Bernard hasn't been much fun lately, and she knows what they all think, that they'll be checking to see if he was here 50 years ago. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. We're with Chris, and he is deciding to have a little drink and a little food at Le Pont Noir. 
he's daydreaming of like a life that could have been essentially like a wife a fireplace him solving crimes etc but then he starts thinking about the case again he's thinking about father Mackey, and he's like he he do be guilty like he's trying to figure out what the connection is what the connection is so he bad news mm -hmm. news. he's He's guilty but he's a bad boy if he's got to be a bad boy he'd be a bad boy he'll be a bad boy (laughs) he's just trying to figure out like obviously guilty but of what um then he's like realizing now that they have like essentially three murders to solve um and two of them seem to be connected but 50 years apart but Mackie came in the 90s blah 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 um that's where that kind of train of thought leaves and then he's wondering about tony's murder and we find out that um chris followed up on jason's story and it checked out so now they're kind of like back at square one for tony they're wondering where is bobby there's still been no trace of him after he went to amsterdam perhaps he's living under a new name or maybe he's dead he's thinking the ladder but perhaps he did pay a visit to tony about his dead brother which is interesting or maybe it was yes exactly bobby's dead brother sorry or maybe it was gianni gun i can't gundozo like i'm sorry um who had fled the country in the early 2000s after he had murdered the cabbie in the black bridge and maybe he was back and like trying to like get his revenge on tony blah 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 but essentially who's back back again Gianni's back. back. Tell, don't a, tell friend. a friend. Don't, don't tell, tell a friend. No, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> but essentially, everything keeps circling back to this bar. Mm-hmm. It's a bad bar. Mm-hmm. All right. Bad this vibes. Bad Joyce. vibes. Bad vibes only at that bar. This is another <clears throat> Joyce chapter. So she notes that Bernard has been going every day now up to the hill? Question mark, question mark, question mark. And at 9.17 that morning, Elizabeth called, and they are off to Folkestone. Off they go. Folkestone? I really pronounced that L and K. Folkestone. 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 Folk. Folkestone. Frolicstone. We meet a new person. Or do we? Mm. Oh, yeah! (laughs) So... We're introduced to Peter Ward and his flower shop. I just love this. The flower mill. Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Mm -hmm. Of course she does. Um, After the flower mill flower shop moved onto the street, it started rejuvenating everything else around it. New shops, cafes, yada, yada. And it's all thanks to Peter Ward. Peter. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Joyce and Liz are at the cafe, and Peter has bought them both a coffee. Who is Peter? It's Bobby. (gasps) Yeah, he ain't dead. Those are not his bones. (laughs) It ain't him. It ain't him. Um, they show the photo. That ain't right. He's not. He's free to go. They're hoping that he's free. 
free to go um they joyce and liz elizabeth show him mm-hmm. the photo which he doesn't deny yes that's the black bridge and yes that's me um but i've never seen this photo essentially um and he they ask him then why did tony have a copy of it with him when he did do be dying by the murder um, yes and then also why was jason sent one um and he peter tells them peter aka bobby tells them that he did hear about tony and that it was about time that that happened so that's interesting um and we also find out that peter wasn't sent a photo yet Um, peter's hiding pretty dang good oh he he do be hiding in plain sight he's yes doing a good job yes yes um elizabeth tells him well that's good for you or good for us (laughs) thinking (laughs) that you're doing a good job hiding or we've just found the murderer essentially (laughs) um then they ask about turkish Gianni, and peter tells him that tells them sorry that he was somebody that grassed up tony which i'm thinking is snitched like snitched on him um and that's not what matters though what matters is that Gianni ended up taking a hundred thousand dollars of tony's money um Mm-mm. don't take um, a drug dealer's money Come yes on. i even yes. know that mm-hmm. <laughs> don't do it that's not, that's not smart that's not smart no, that's not the type of type of person you want to steal from or be in debt Mm-mm. to you know Mm-mm. don't do it don't do it yeah Gianni doesn't sound smart anyways dumb Dumb. um so then of course Peter's interested on how she found out where and who he was and she's just like simply yeah I just went to the cemetery where your brother's board uh was buried and looked at the security tapes and I saw your van and it led me right to you so no big deal had your name and number on it Thanks. <laughs> exactly <laughs> thanks they come to an agreement that well essentially elizabeth tells them how what the deal is um and says that sh- they won't tell anybody as long as that they come that he comes and sits down with jason and the police tomorrow and tells them tells them exactly what he told them what he knows mm-hmm Mm-hmm. And the police haven't been able to track him down. Mm-hmm. Like, come on. Elizabeth just watches some security footage and she's like good to go. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm so smart. Hello. Lizzie, that Lizzie. Ibrahim joins Bernard on his bench near the cemetery. Bernard is very uncomfortable mm-hmm. and he ends up requesting silence from Ibrahim. He's pretty much like, mm-hmm. uh, if you don't mind, I'd rather not talk. <laughs> Yeah, if which you're going like, to be here, at least be quiet. <laughs> yeah, which is, like, understandable. But then, dot, 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 Ron arrives, and he sits on the bunch, too. No quiet. There's going like, to be no silence. No silence. Um, Ron starts asking questions, and Bernard calls him out on it, asking if they think he killed Ian. Then Ron asks him, well, where were you in the 70s? Are you a local? 
Bernard calls Ron out on having met his wife and liking her, his own wife, who's passed. Mm -hmm. He says he simply misses his wife and shame on them for spoiling his morning. Ibrahim suggests that he has something he would feel better if he got off his chest and that he's always free to talk. Bernard is absolutely insulted and says, quote, you have no idea what the worst thing I could do is. And he walks away. Mm. Oh, Bernard. B-Man. B-Man. What you doing? Bernard. We have a Joyce chapter. And Joyce is remarking on what jolly good fun they've just had. And that Peter is Bobby. And that they're sworn to secrecy. So she's super stoked. We find out that we get Peter's whole or Peter slash Bobby's whole story. He had left after his brother died and got a new passport and ended up in Amsterdam doing odd jobs, but not the type of odd jobs they think. It's AKA taking cocaine across the channel. He ends up falling into a gang from Liverpool and then they start smuggling drugs in the back of flower lorries which is the perfect cover because they come back and forth multiple times a day. Nobody's looking at the flowers. They just need to get there fresh and perfect, right? Very innocent. Very mm-hmm. innocent. Um, of course, as things per- progress in any drug ring, essentially, they end up buying the nursery, the drug gang does, and um, they start putting something out in every shipment. And then they end up with three lorries. Like, it just keeps growing, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, they pay the man who used to ru- who ran the nursery to just turn a blind eye. And then, oops, one day, <laughs> a package of 200 kilograms of cocaine shows up at a flower shop in their delivery of begonias. Whoops. That ain't right. Mm-mm. <laughs> How uncool of, of that floor. Oh, I know. Come right? on. You could have just Come had on. a party, man. Oh, exactly. <laughs> um, the police are always called and they want to wait and try to arrest as many people as they could. But Peter and the guy who runs the shop just ends up chilling in the flower fields for like six hours until like the coast is clear, essentially. They hide. Af- mm-hmm. After that run-in, um, Peter slash Bobby decides that the gang life is not for him and opens up his own flower shop. Mm-hmm. Um, and he still gets his delivery from the lorry, but he's finally found peace, which is... <laughs> okay. Um, we find out that now he's, he's gone straight, as they say. Yes. Liz had insisted to ask Peter for the CCT footage of his shop. And of Mm. course, during the time of Tony's murder, Peter's there on the camera. Like it can't be him. So now they're saying that it's got to be Gianni. So now they're on the Gianni path. Um, But they haven't been in touch with Ron and Ibsy all day. And they're wondering what they got up to. Um, But of course, as Elizabeth and Joyce were leaving, she ended up buying flowers for Bernard, which is sweet. Um, But she also has something to say about him, but she can't put it in words yet. 
which is interesting. Bernard is like the biggest red herring ever. I know, right? Sad <laughs> one too. Mm-hmm. Someone is breaking into the shared garage space at Cooper's Chase with their wife's bobby pin. It's nighttime. He's trying to grab a shovel, but he simply cannot. He knows he's too weak and that he will not be digging tonight. Bernard feels hopeless and sits in a chair and, quote, weeps for what he has done, end quote. My heart. They make it seem like it's such a big deal. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. Okay. So Chris and Donna are in the jigsaw room and Jason and Bobby, a.k.a. Peter, are there. Elizabeth is telling is refusing, of course she would, um, on telling them how she ended up finding Bobby. <laughs> um, she's like, that's my the- secret. Yes, she's essentially telling them, of course, as she does. What the deal is is that Bobby slash Pete will tell them um, what he knows and go back to his simple life in his peaceful life. Um, and then they're all wondering all together, speculating how Gianni could have come back to town without getting notice. And then Bobby and Jason say like, unless, hmm, um, they find out that they have somebody that they need to talk to. And apparently he can meet them at 2 PM and there's only one place that they could meet. Mm-hmm. So, guess what? They're having lunch at La Point Noir, like old times. Bobby won't tell Jason what he does for work. He's like, no, I'm living that quiet, unidentified life. I ain't telling you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is, he's like, this is the last time we're going to ever see each other, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not telling you about mm-hmm. myself. Mm-mm. They chat between themselves. They're wondering if the person they are meeting will know where Gianni is. And then enter Steve, something geo, 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 geo. Steve. 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 Enter Steve. (laughs) (laughs) Donna's looking at passenger lists from air air flights from Cyprus over the last two weeks as if Gianni would be using his real name. So she kind of feels like this is futile. So she does a little scroll on the IG for some self-sabotage and wonders who Carl is dating now. She's like wondering about a girl named Poppy. Donna, though, can't stop thinking about Penny because after their meeting earlier that day, Elizabeth finally introduced them to each other. Um we find out that Penny Gray was detective inspector and she was like a wrecking ball. She used brute force, whereas Elizabeth was like a thin blade. So I feel like they complement each other perfectly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel she- like that was the perfect way to describe mm-hmm. Elizabeth too. She mm-hmm. is a thin blade. Like, yes, she's go like, in and out. You wouldn't even know. You wouldn't even feel it? it until you die. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Um, there was story about like, um, being a woman in the police force and how she's not been able to 
proceed any higher than being a detective inspector, which they all concur was a waste because they were, she was so smart and like ahead of her time. Essentially you can tell that Elizabeth and John both love her so much. Um, But of course this is also resonating with Donna um, because now she's putting it on the list that she wants to solve one of these murders to make Penny proud. Oh, he's cute. And then I also just put a note here. I was just thinking while I was reading, is Father Mackie Gianni? But maybe not. But then also I was wondering later on when we find somebody else, maybe that's Gianni. Um, that Gemma's new Pilates instructor her boyfriend that they run into. I'll tell. I'll tell you. You probably just don't remember. It's all good. Um, So then Donna goes back to police work a little bit. She's like, so is it Gianni for Tony's murder murder, and Mackie for Ian's murder? She also was told by Elizabeth to look into Bernard as well. And then she's like, what about the bones? But then, just like Elizabeth, she asks, what do you say, Penny? Oh, it's cute. It's cute. it's cute. We've got a Joyce chapter. So Joyce is thinking that yesterday with the boys was fun, and she's wondering who they were going to meet. She also thinks Gianni sounds like a culprit. Joyce had given Bernard an all's well call, which we found out happened to be where you would ring someone twice and then hang up and then they would ring you twice and hang up so you didn't actually have to chat you just knew that you were both alive (laughs) oh um but she hadn't received a response from bernard so she decided to go and check on him when she gets to his door she sees an envelope taped to it with the word with her name joyce written on the front and inside the o is a little smiley face Oh. Oh, okay. This is sad. Inside the envelope is a three to four, which I'm like, can't you just tell us the <laughs> amount of pages? Handwritten note. Um, and she has the whole murder club there, and she's going to just read the important bits essentially. So I will do the same. She Bernard tells Joyce that he she'll find him in his bed and he says though before he goes he needs to tell her the whole thing. Hmm. He starts off by saying as you know my wife died shortly after moving here um and I often walked to the bench where we liked to sit together because I felt close to her there. But there's also another reason why I sit there. Um, And this one I feel immense shame about. So essentially what happened after his wife died, he was feeling so much grief that he couldn't part with his wife and ended up giving their kids fake ashes to spread at home in India And he kept the real ones in a little tin that was like a little inside joke kind of thing, gift. Um, And that he had buried them under the bench where he sits. Um, He's been feeling obviously like immense guilt and all of this ever since and like 
being like lying to his daughter and mm-hmm. all of this. Um, and one day he wants to go and move her, but there's a worker already there laying a concrete foundation for the bench. And that's that essentially. Damn it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's sad. Yeah. I just feel like Bernard didn't have to die. No, like I'm told like, Joyce. I feel like that's something that is understandable. Like in yeah, a moment of grief, I, like not wanting, not ready to let, like he only had her back for two days, like mm-hmm. not ready to let her go. Or maybe the idea of like his, his children finding out what he had done. I guess was like maybe. so mm-hmm. guilt and shame that he just like didn't want to be around when they found out. But I mean, at the same time, I like, I would rather have my dad versus. Mm-hmm. find out that he had done something like that you know yeah. what I mean like mm-hmm. it's not really the end of the world they're just ashes yeah yeah oh, sad all right so Donna and Chris are at the police station late they are preparing for Chris's interview at Cyprus which Donna cannot attend they're hoping they'll find out once and for all where Gianni is He's guessing that he's probably changed his name by now because they cannot find any record of him. Chris declines a drink with Donna. Chris declines a drink with Donna because he has an early flight tomorrow. Chris is thinking he'll join a dating website and is wondering what kind of woman might prefer a bigger guy. Surely the fact that he solves murders could get him some credibility. Like women must be attracted to that. (laughs) They must. They must. We do be back with Joyce. And she is obviously thinking of Bernard. But they also had all been thinking what would happen to everyone after Ian's murder. So, of course, Liz, Lizzie goes and accident, accidentally bumps into Ian's wife, Gemma, who oh, was with yes. another man. Was mm-hmm. me. Saw you in the cafe. Was me. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. Was me. Uh, but good on uh, her though. Fucking uh, Ian was garbage. He garbage. was garbage. But then I'm wondering, is that Gianni? Gianni? Maybe or something. I don't know. Okay. 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 So. Elizabeth also has deduced that she seems to have come into a lot of money and finds out a little tidbit that she has sold Cooper's Chase to a a Bramley holding company, which Joyce lets them lets us know that they haven't found anything on anything yet about these people. But the name rings a bell very clearly, but she can't quite place it interesting that's mm-hmm. interesting mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do um do you think dr Mackey could have bought it oh perhaps maybe Ooh. or maybe it's i don't know mm, i don't know okay i've got maybe mm. got a theory okay, okay, um okay, okay. the joyce has been approached by someone named Anne, and they want her to write a column in the I guess it's must be some sort of local newspaper called Cut to the Chase. I where think it's Joyce... Cooper Chase's 
Cooper Chase. Yes, 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 yes. Um, and they want Joyce to write a column called Joyce's Choices because Joyce seems to be in the know about everything, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and we also find out that they're going to pay Gordon Playfair a little visit because he's the only one who's been here since 1970. Dang. Dang. All right, so the Thursday Murder Club is walking up that hill to Gordon Playfair's house, but they experience a brief stall because the cemetery has been quartered off and there was a white van there. Forensic is in the house. Hello. Chris and Donna got that one started. Mm Mm-hmm. Gordon is chatting with Elizabeth and Joyce. They're talking about how he really didn't like Ian and that he refused to sell to him just on the basis of who he was and how we didn't like him, which I actually just love. I mean, like he's like same. I would do the same. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he still refused to sell to him right up to the morning that he was murdered. But now that Ian is out of the picture, he's been made another offer and he's going to accept it. So it was literally just the fact that it was Ian. It had (laughs) nothing to do with like his property or whatever. (laughs) So he asks if there is something that he can help them with. He's like, are you like pretty much? Why are you here? Like you're not Mm -hmm. just here for a quick visit. Like, why are you here? Cut to the chase. Cut. Hey, Joyce's voices. Choices. 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 (laughs) Just choices. Joyce's voices um he asks if there's something he can help him with and elizabeth asks asks him if he has any memories of the 70s gordon says he has plenty of memories and maybe even a few photo albums would they like to see but be warned the photos are mostly of sheep (laughs) (laughs) let's take pictures of my sheep pictures of my sheep and like he's the only one who can tell them apart everybody else is like these these aren't the same sheep and they'll be like that one that one's uh, fluffy over there, and that one's sooty. Oh, peep. That one. Oh, sooty. Oh, sooty. 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 Okay. We do be back with Joyce. We are back with Joyce. Um, Doobie's your new thing, hey? It is. It's, I'm in my doobie era. Your doobie era. <laughs> yeah. Um, they, which I found surprising, they told Gordon about the body, but I guess it was that he would be able to see what's going on um and they are all wondering who might have buried it um we find out that the offer was from bramley holdings which do be interesting (laughs) do be do be so of course they were going through photos and there were some pictures of family but yes, mostly of sheep. <laughs> oh, which are family too. Let's be honest. Exactly. True. Exactly. Though the last six photos in the album were of what they assume was a Christmas kind of like party or gathering at the convent. And in one of the photos, there is someone that they all recognize and they are hundred percent sure like even no time has passed they are sure that they know who that person is so they have sure? their evidence <laughs> and they have a plan there is still a confessional stall at the chapel at cooper's chase and elizabeth and joyce have cleared it out because it's being used for like cleaning supplies as you do <laughs> As you do. As a, what else as would it a be? former Catholic, I actually love that. Like, why not just put cleaning supplies in it? It's like it's kind perfect. of, yeah, it's like kind of perfect. Okay. 
So we find out that Elizabeth has conducted a lot of interviews in her time and, quote, brought many people to some kind of justice, end quote. What does that mean? (laughs) What's she do? What she's up to? What did she used to do? So here's her vibe. She says, no lawyers, no procedure, nothing physical either. Her angle is just whatever works quickest and that psychology was key, which you can totally see her use on every single fucking person. (laughs) She is bringing the priest to a confession. She's hoping Chris and Donna will forgive her once she works her magic. Then we find out that it was Matthew Mackey in the photo from the 70s. <gasps> he's on his way now. She wonders if he's coming to confess to find out what she knows or perhaps with a syringe full of fentanyl? Question mark. Oh my goodness. Ooh. Eeps. 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 Said he wasn't here until the 90s. Lies. Liar. Lies. Liar. Pants on fire. Liar, liar, pants on fire. You lied about your time frame. Who are Mm -hmm. you? Hmm? You're not a man of the cloth. You ain't ain't no cloth man. (laughs) Nope. Chris is in Cyprus and he's talking to Gianni's father. Daddy? And he's asked, Daddy, is that you? Daddy, is that you? (laughs) Daddy, can you hear me? (laughs) Um, Daddy, um he chris is asking where is gianni at and where is he i want to where's your son daddy where's your son where's your son daddy tell me daddy (laughs) okay i'm sorry um the last record (laughs) bad daddy he is a bad daddy (laughs) he is a bad daddy okay so pretty much his dad's not giving chris anything he's just like listen the last record i have of him is may of 2000 did he come and see you blah 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 his dad whose name is costa is like i don't know i don't know anything haven't heard from him i think this meeting's over goodbye Mm-hmm. There's somebody else in the interview room named Joey. I'm, assen- I'm assuming it's a Cypriot um, investigator or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. And Joey ends up telling the story to Chris of Costa's life of crime, essentially started with stealing motorcycles, advanced to cars, advanced to drugs, and then essentially him and his family run northern cyprus it sounds essentially like the peaky blinders pablo escobar oh oh and thinking of pablo that, escobar that too <laughs> joey is essentially like so therefore if gianni needs to disappear he just calls his dad essentially and he takes care of it so no daddy, no big deal daddy, daddy please daddy please. please help me disappear daddy please help me disappearing daddy <laughs> mm-hmm. We find out that Costa still owns everything even and runs everything even from prison and that Gianni literally could be anywhere in the world at this point and feasibly could have gone to the UK, killed Tony, came back, moved around again. So essentially they're not going to get anything from Costa and they essentially laugh at Chris for even trying and on the way out, Chris asks, like, how are you, like, in prison? 
if you own everything and he said well i didn't pay the duties on a motorcycle and then i killed my prison guard so now i'm here (laughs) that was so funny yeah he's like i didn't pay the duties on my motorcycle like oh damn it that's what got you no i killed the prison guard (laughs) i killed the prison guard (laughs) oh man i have no theories i have no idea where this is gonna take us i'm wondering if they're all three, sorry, quote unquote, murders are all connected somehow. And it's not two separate. I'm feeling like maybe they are somehow connected. Maybe. Yeah. Like the bones and Ian mm-hmm. and Tony are all connected. Yeah. Yeah. But also Father Mackie and Gianni are somehow connected. I'm wondering if Gianni, I was wondering if Gianni was Father Mackie, but I don't think that's the case. I'm wondering if he's Gemma's new quote-unquote boyfriend what if that is gianni and he's like infiltrated mm-hmm. um, Gemma to convince her to sell to bramley which is somehow his his and like she hates her husband because he cheated on her and was literally just a piece of shit and she's like literally go kill him oh like maybe she was in on it and then she's also like and then he also wants to get tony too because tony snitched him out to the police and it had to he's been on the run ever since so but do you think that gianni got father mackie to kill ian Mm. like they're connected Mm. somehow i think they're connected somehow i'm fairly certain i think we can say that father mackie killed or mackie rather dr mackie killed ian Mm. Mm. that's okay but what do you think you don't think so he seems I don't like the know. likely suspect. It sounds like, like, seems a little like it. Seems like it. I gotta like say, it. I was chatting with Linda, and she is still looking at Joyce. I mean, that's also viable, but there's also three, two more books. And do you think the murder club's going to go down to three people or going to be new people? I don't know. Probably mm. not. I, don't I mean, know. that's a good, she is kind of just like, I don't know how. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the thing yeah, about yeah. Linda is that she's read so many books. True, and she true. like that's her background too. Like policing yes. is her background. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. She called it from the very beginning. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. Well, I mean, if you got a hunch, you got a hunch. <sighs> cinnamon toast hunch. <laughs> Let's go eat some cinnamon toast hunch. Hunchback whale. Hunchback whale. All right. Hunchback of Notre Dame. Oh, oh man, I was kind of sad that I couldn't contribute in the Facebook group this week because I had already read week three oh. and I was like, I know I can't contribute because I know mm-hmm. too much. <laughs> mm-hmm. My lips are sealed. My lips are sealed. My lips are sealed. Isn't that like a 90s song? Yeah, something. Yeah, okay. something like that. Okay, you. goodbye. I think it's Hillary Duff. Okay, goodbye. Okay, love you. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. Please join us over at the Book Club Babes Facebook group for book discussions and to make your book recommendations or on Instagram at bookclubbabes.pod. If you'd like to reach out to us directly, you can email us at bookclubbabes.pod at gmail.com or contact us on our website at bookclubbabes.ca. If you love the Book Club Babes podcast, please tell a friend about us. And until next time, bye!
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.